Good evening and welcome to the Community Call, a monthly youth workers conference call hosted by the General Youth Division of the United Pentecostal Church International, sponsored by your generous giving to Sheaves for Christ. This is Michael Enzi, and I am joined tonight by our Youth Secretary, Josh Carson. He will be leading the Q&A segment of our call, and if you would like to ask some questions of our speaker, please use the hashtag AskGYD via Twitter, and we'll be looking out for your questions. We're also joined by our Director of Promotion, Justin Ranking. I want to say how much we appreciate Matthew Woodward helping us to produce these calls from Fredericton, New Brunswick, Canada. This is call number 10, and we are thrilled to have you joining us, whether uh, that would be via the live podcast or taking the time to listen in at a later date. Thank you for partnering with us to fulfill our purpose to educate and engage apostolic students. We also want to thank you for the work that you are doing on the local level. We recognize that our success is based 100% upon your success on the local level of youth ministry, day in and day out, week in and week out. Thank you for investing in this generation. It's an exciting and busy time. Graduation season is upon us as we prepare to enter into a very exciting and busy summer. Just to give you an update, over 32,000 have registered for North American Youth Congress in Indianapolis, Indiana this summer, and we hope to see you there. I'd like to begin our call tonight with prayer as we enter into the next few moments together. Lord, we thank you for your blessings upon us. We thank you for the privilege that we have uh, to serve you, to serve your kingdom, to serve the students of this generation, we thank you for their passion, their hunger for you, their desire to be involved in the kingdom. And I pray for every youth worker that is on this call and for those who are listening at a later date, that your blessings would be upon them, their ministries, their families, their local churches in which they serve. God, we need your help. It's a unique and challenging day that we are serving in, and we pray that your anointing would be upon us to fulfill your great purpose and to fulfill the great commission that you have called us to. I believe that there is prophetic significance to what you are doing in this generation, and we want to be part of that. We thank you for the privilege to be part of that. We pray your blessings upon this call, upon our special guest tonight, and pray your blessings upon each of those who are listening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We ask that you would use the hashtag GYDTCC if you are uh, quoting our speaker tonight. And uh, certainly, again, if you have any questions, use the hashtag AskGYD. We're joined tonight by Brother Jeff Backus from Conroe, Texas. He studied theology at Texas Bible College from 1992 to 94. You could uh, take a moment if you want to to kind of estimate his age based on that. And uh, is also a proud graduate of Texas A&M University, class of 2001. His secular career is in the information technology field, and for the past six years, he has been youth pastor at Living Way Church to an incredible, incredible group of students in the Living Loud Student Ministries with the help and collaboration of a very capable youth team. He's happily married to Stacy, loves spending time with his family, and is just crazy enough to currently be training to run a marathon, which is pretty cool. Tonight, he's with us on the community call, and he is speaking on the topic of team dynamics, leveraging the power of your youth team. Brother Jeff, welcome, and thank you for joining us on the community call. Thank you, Brother Michael and Brother Josh, Brother Justin. You guys are doing a great job at the GYD, and we are looking forward to the move of God that we're going to experience at NAYC. So tonight, our focus is team dynamics and specifically leveraging the power of your youth team. 
Now you may be a coffee addict if you know exactly which Starbucks locations you'd name for the following categories. The one that you know you'd most likely be that would be quiet or the best one to work in, you know, the one with the most wall outlets to plug in, or the one with the fastest service. So while you're running late to Sunday morning church, you sneak in and you get that last minute coffee and get your caffeine for the day, or the one with the friendliest staff. No doubt you're categorizing your Starbucks now, and I'm always impressed when the line is moving fast and the inside customers and drive through customers are getting their orders in a timely fashion. It's as if the whole Bertista team is clicking on all caffeine-coated cylinders. Could this same be said of the way your team is functioning in your youth ministry? Sure, our youth teams are more than likely addicted to caffeine, but I guess the question is, is are they clicking? You know, as you watch the Bratistas move in rhythm, they all seem to be serving in their own area of strength. From the friendly one at the register who struck the balance of conversation, scanning apps and collecting cash, to the barista handing the drinks to the seemingly still moving cars in the drive-thru. The youth ministry team at your church and at my church can find out how to move in that same type of rhythm. So we're going to discuss some ways to become that dynamic youth team by reflecting, by recruiting and training, connecting and trusting. So reflect. It's very important to reflect upon yourself as a leader and the direction of your student ministry and the current dynamics of your youth ministry team. You know, self-evaluation in life is important, and it's also important to evaluate your leadership methods. It will help you become a more effective leader. Oftentimes, as a leader, we may get in a rut, and if you're like me, you probably just call that being stubborn, or maybe I just got in my comfort zone. The problem is, is that comfort zone may be only benefiting us or benefiting myself and not the whole team. So the real question becomes, are my leadership methods helping or hurting the team? And it may be necessary to adjust your leadership style just to get the most out of your team. Now, the growth of a ministry team is a fluid process, and it's important to set a plan to help us create a strong and effective youth ministry team, but it's just as important to revisit that plan often you know, every year you and your team should spend some time assessing your effectiveness and brainstorming about what adjustments need to be made to ensure continued success. You know, this year I noticed a problem with our meetings and I'm in the process of making some changes. We're spending way too much time discussing the logistics of our fundraisers. Hey, it's an NAYC year and what can we expect? There's a lot of funds to be raised but it has left little or no time for visionary discussions and other important matters. So my response to this is going to be to shift to more of a subcommittee type style format that will allow time for us to discuss you know, more of the needs of our ministry and will encourage greater input from everyone involved. If we had never taken the time to step back and to assess our process and our format, we never, I never would have seen this problem, and we're excited. I'm excited about how this new structure can help us serve. So to make sure, make sure to evaluate yourself first, and then 
evaluate the processes surrounding your team to assure that each are effective. You know, we're talking about leveraging the power of your youth team. Next is recruit and train. So help make a superstar instead of looking for one to come to you. You know, if I want to add someone to my youth team, I'm going to look in the altar for those students or those people that have a burden for students. You know, oftentimes we teach our students to only date those that are in the altar or to only date for a mate. And I think we should, as youth leaders, as youth pastors, take our own advice and apply this to our recruiting. You know, realize the impact of adding the wrong person to the team. And it's very important that we choose wisely and very prayerfully. Building a dynamic youth team is much like building a house. It's brick by brick. And that takes time and it won't happen overnight. So you have to start by choosing small goals each year to shift ownership to your team. So if you're currently a long ranger type of youth leader, then you need to look for two or three other adults to bring alongside you in ministry within the next year. Or if you've already have a dedicated group of youth leaders, then begin to identify areas where you can give them more ownership of ministry. And questions to ask is, can they organize your next fundraiser or pick out the next youth group study? You know, why not let one of them lead your next service project? And here's the key. If you can equip your team members to handle these important projects, they will cease to be volunteers who are helping out in your ministry, and they will become leaders who are answering God's call on their lives to serve in their ministry to students. You know, think about those hyphen-aged in your church and how you can start to teach them and incorporate them into your youth events. And just like that, you've started some training and some mentoring for your upcoming team. And you'll quickly see those develop a burden for student ministry. With all that said, it's very important to pick the right person. Why? Because the spiritual direction of a ministry is directly affected by the spiritual direction of its leadership. If our focus is finding that someone who's really outgoing and good looking, but the person maybe doesn't have a burden for students, then we'll have a fun and athletic and outgoing ministry, but it might also be just a little carnal and maybe headed in the wrong direction. Now, here's some good advice I heard. And if you think you found a potential team member, take a, take a look at the type of social media content posted by that individual. Diversity is also important to leveraging the power of your team. You know, don't pick team members that have the same exact skill set as you do. 1 Corinthians 12 talks about one body with many members. If you're an eye, don't recruit another eye. You know, look for the hands or the feet or a mouth. You might want to look for a little mouth and not the big mouth. So while diversity is desirable, a burden for students and a walk for God trumps everything. So when I'm looking for team members, I don't always look for those that I call yes people. You want those people who can see the other side and present ideas that you might not have considered. So recruit those that are going to be honest with you. You know, on our return trip home from NAYC 2013, I remember a conversation with a new team member. I could tell there were some things that he wanted to say, and I, I let him know that I wanted and I needed to hear about those things that were not working on the trip. You know, it's hard to see from every perspective, 
you know, give your team the freedom to be honest with you and make them feel comfortable having those uncomfortable conversations. So recruitment and training are vital to leveraging the power of your youth team. Connect, so connect with your team, have fun together, get to know them outside the youth team setting and form friendships and create bonds with them. I found that my youth team are some of my closest friends and they have been there to celebrate victories and to lend a hand during difficult times and I know that my, my team has my back and I hope that they know that I have theirs. As a team, it's very important to check in regularly and we do this by holding regular, regular monthly meetings. And I found the key to having a meeting is getting it on the calendar. After each month's meeting, we set up our next meeting. And many times it's hard to know if the date will work out, but most times it does because it made its way onto everyone's personal calendars. I also found that creating an agenda for the meeting and getting it to your team ahead of time so I create my agenda on Google Docs so that I can share it with them. And I found along the way that, you know, sometimes I miss something on the agenda or there's some topic that the team wants to discuss that I'm not aware of. So by sharing that document, this is a good way to let your team help you build out the agenda. And getting the agenda up front gets everyone involved and engaged in that meeting. So here are some tips to keep your team connected. So remember that candid conversation? that I allowed on the way home from NAYC 13. Well, this led our team to do what we call an after action review. So after every major event, we type up a summary of the event that includes a comprehensive list of each area of that event. And we tell the good and we tell the bad, the dirty and all the things that didn't work. Um, for Holiday Youth Convention this year, we had each of the following on the report. We had the budget, we had lodging, transportation, the itinerary, the food, snacks, restaurants, the services, afterburners, and a review on us as chaperones. This after action review is then emailed out to everyone so that each team member can make comments on each area of the report. And when the same event comes around next year and you're trying to remember what was done and what worked and what didn't work, then you can quickly retrieve the information that is in the report. So how do you think I remembered this year, that last year one of the guys in our youth group brought a rather large knife to HYC? And also, how did I remember that some girls got on the roof of a house that we were renting and risking breaking their neck? It was the after action review. And I can then make adjustments for upcoming events. So another way is spreadsheets. This all started when we discovered a strength of one of our team members. She's very efficient and using spreadsheets. Now every major event has a corresponding spreadsheet. So then we had different versions of spreadsheets that were bouncing around in emails and stored on personal computers. So then we started using Google Drive. So now we have a Google folder set up for every major event and this has spreadsheets for every event along with any promotional handout materials. For example, our NAYC 17 folder has a spreadsheet that has our budget, our fundraising projections, our event balance sheet, expenses, hotel rooms, rooming lists, parent fundraiser sign-up list, hyphen late night sign-up sheets, food orders, and a spot for that after action review. And that list goes on. I didn't name everything that's there. But this allows the whole team to see the event at each stage. 
The budget adjusts as the fundraisers are completed and final amounts are entered. And this creates a model for upcoming NAYC events. And when it's time to turn over the reins to the next youth pastor, the groundwork, the template, the foundation for each event is at their hands. From the budgeting tools to the marketing materials to the after action reviews of those previous events. And this is a way that you can help your team be successful, you know, by promoting open communication, create processes that are sustainable. And in the end, these processes are documenting each event. So trust is the last one, but possibly the hardest, because for some, if you're like me, it's hard to delegate. However, trusting is very important to leveraging the power of your team. So here's my suggestion. Take the night off. Get out of the way. Whether you are literally gone for the night or just choose to not schedule yourself for any responsibilities, one of the greatest gifts you can give your team is to trust them with all elements of an event. You'll immediately see the benefits of ownership when you have others responsible for the leading, whether it be leading worship or delivering the announcements or giving the talk or facilitating the games. So learning to trust your team will empower them. In closing, like a great coffee shop, I think we in youth ministry can create environments where things are clicking and students want to come back and lives are being changed and chains are being broken and souls are being saved. But it takes smart recruitment and great training, selfless leadership to get there. It's been a pleasure to speak to you tonight about team dynamics and leveraging the power of your youth team. Thanks to the GYD for this opportunity and God bless you all and I look forward to seeing you at NAYC. Wow, incredible. Uh, just great, great content there, uh, Brother Jeff. We so appreciate you taking time to share uh, not just inspiration, but very well laid out, thorough, uh, you know, very practical steps. I, I want to ask the question that everyone that's listening live and probably everyone that's going to come back and listen to the podcast is going to want to know, can they get their hands on what you were just talking about, the way that you do this, you were talking, I think, through a Google Drive process. Would you be willing to maybe eliminate some personal information from your local church, uh, throw something in a Dropbox link that could be shared out that at least maybe gives some raw skeleton uh, of a way that they could set up some of these budgets, some of this tracking for a local youth group? Absolutely, Brother Josh. I will... Um get that to you as soon as possible. I'll get it all cleaned up and in a template format so that you can use it. Um, I would do that, absolutely. Excellent. That's going to be a great help. I know that when you were talking about that, Brother Enzi and I looked at each other and we're, we're thinking, man, that's, that's the kind of practical tool that could really help someone take their, their local youth ministry to the next level, uh, bring some organization. And, and you found out so much. It's not just about the team, but that kind of organization helps put the parents at ease. When the parents see that kind of structure in a youth ministry, it really puts them at ease. So uh, just tremendous, tremendous share there. But, so let's get to a couple of questions. Uh, how can you motivate a volunteer youth team member 
to deliver excellence. You've got someone that uh, like you, you know, they're they're a volunteer. They're not. They're, maybe they're not a full time person. Maybe they've only got so many hours a week, but they're they're taking their personal time as a volunteer to give. How do you try to motivate them to deliver to the youth ministry with excellence? Well, I guess I would answer that with a question back to the youth leader and say, do you deliver with excellence? Because don't expect excellence if you're not bringing it, right? So be an example to the volunteers by the way you deliver. And I would suggest, you know, taking them under your wing and teaching them and mentoring them and, you know, bringing them along the way, maybe slowly giving them um, encouragement and, and roles within your youth group. Yeah, absolutely. So let's so let's kind of play off of that and say, and, and I've been around you and seeing how great that your youth ministry functions and the job that your team does. So well, for the for maybe the person out there getting started or they're just trying to establish a team, maybe they've got a couple team members that don't work hard, and I, I you've already addressed some of that, but in the in the situation where you're you know, you can fall into the trap of thinking It'd be easier for me to just do it myself than to delegate, uh, you know, and we know that that's a trap that some youth workers can fall into. Share some tips maybe on, on how to effectively delegate tasks rather than, uh, you know, just saying I'll do this and I'll do that or my wife will handle this or what are some tips maybe there? Yeah, and it's always easier or it always seems easier to do it yourself, but as you all know, you'll wear yourself out, you'll get burnout. Um, so how do you effectively delegate tasks? That's a very good question. I think can be found in these four things, and that's discover and communicate, train and trust. So it's discovering the strengths of each team member or potential team member. You don't want to give something to somebody that something they're not comfortable with. So um, then communicate clearly what the expectation is. Don't just say, I want a game, and then they show up with something that's, you know, messy and it, it messes up your youth room. You, you kind of give clear directions so that they know um, what the expectation is. So that would go with training your staff before assigning that task. And then, um, you know, as for you, delegating, you need to trust whoever you assign it to. So that would be my um, suggestion is to discover their their strengths, to communicate clearly, train, and then trust. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, figure out what they're what they're into. Then it doesn't feel like work to them. It's their strength. That's great. So I, I know I've already pulled at you for the one resource, and and we've given you a little homework to do to share that. But we're excited about about you creating the one resource that we can we can use and kind of get out there via Dropbox link. We can do that even. Uh, with social media, cha uh, social media chasing the call, but are are you reading any books or have any resources that you're using right now that you're just uh, kind of like, man, that'd be great. I, I think this is a great book I've read in the last year. This is something great I've got my hands onto as a resource that would be fun or, or be helpful maybe for another youth worker out there. Yeah, well, I'll give a plug to the GYD because I think the art of youth work is a very good book to dig into and to help you as a student ministry. Um, and I'd also say, I mean, just talking with new youth leaders along the way, um, just really connecting on Facebook with the focus group that's out there. It's a great resource to learn and to see what other leaders are facing, 
you'll find great ideas, you'll have opportunities to, to share victories and also have a forum to vent once in a while. And that's kind of kind of where I'm at at the moment. But um, it's certainly a great a great area to see um, what everybody else is doing and you know what might not be working for some and they're looking for direction or you know you can always pop in and help others as well. Absolutely. I appreciate you saying that too. No one no one should ever get caught in the trap of being an island, their youth ministry off by itself doing its own thing when the most precious commodity is right out there. Uh, you know, friends that are are out there and, and making new friends, utilizing forums like Focus and and uh, coming together, seeing what other people are doing. Jeff, man, I appreciate you, my friend. Thank you so much for for what you have spoken to us tonight. Uh, you have given us just incredible, rich resources that we've been able to glean from. I'm going to turn the uh, attention of the uh, podcast at this time to my good friend, brother Justin Ranking. Such great information tonight, uh, very practical things for utilizing your youth teams. And such an important part of youth ministry is the work and the assistance of everyone working together. And here's where we need your help, youth workers. We would like for you to assist us and join with us in prayer and fasting leading up to North American Youth Congress. We want to encourage you to let your youth group know that May 27th, which is 60 days out from Youth Congress, and June 26th, 30 days away from Youth Congress, we will be having corporate prayer and fasting all across North America. We encourage you to join us. Our next call for the community call is June 6th with LJ Harry, and he'll be speaking on the subject of giving students a platform, providing students with the opportunity to grow in their calling. Let's close this call in prayer. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, so much for your incredible power. Thank you for the ability that we have to work in youth ministry. Thank you for every volunteer, every staff member. We thank you for all the hours that they give, and it's all to make a difference in youth ministry. It's all to make a difference in the lives of young people. Thank you for everyone that's helping with music and setup and fundraising. We pray that you'd give us as leaders wisdom and that you would help our teams to work together with cooperation. And most of all, we want your heart and we want your vision for our youth groups and churches. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining the community call presented by the General Youth Division. You have been listening to the community call. For other great youth resources, be sure to check out thecommunity.com. Thank you for joining us and have a great night.